morning, you bastards. This is Matt Hodel with the Basket of Our Podcast, checking in. It is Monday, October 2nd. We are officially in fall. The leagues are changing here in St. Louis. It's starting to get a little bit colder. Uh, besides that, everything's going really well. And of course, got a million projects going on. Um, yeah, why, why not? You know, I mean, I still haven't finished my courtyard. Uh, I still need to lay some uh, paper stones down. My, my dining room, I just retrim the entire thing it's got uh you know paint buckets everywhere ready for all the all the trim to be painted and, and i've uh, been destroying my xterra by trying to put a lift on it and uh, put some big old mud tires on it and so you know i got my hands full just on home projects and that's that's not even like <laughs> that's not even life that's not even like the the stuff i gotta do for work so monday is always a nice introduction to me and that's why i like doing these podcasts on monday in a weird way it's really for myself it gets me grounded and puts me back in the moment of Weekend's over, Matt. It's time to go to work. Um, and that's just kind of, you know, I don't know. It just works for me. Um, so, and I talk about this all the time about, you know, routines and rituals and stuff like that. And doing this podcast on Monday morning is definitely one of those like, all right, you're at work. Go. Let's do this. Uh, I want to talk about uh, something. And um, it, a long time ago, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about um, watercoloring. And uh, he said, you know, I, you do a lot of different media, um, use a lot of different mediums. And um, he goes, but I don't really want to do anything else until I master watercolor. And I didn't really say anything to him at the time because I didn't want to be, you know, discouraging. But I kind of thought it's like a really kind of like narrow way of approaching art or, 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 or just actually kind of life if you want to get all metaphor or physical with it but just art in general and so here's here's kind of what i'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell a story and i've told the story on the podcast in the past but this is this is just an analogy on perspective right and when you are stuck the best thing to do is to gain a new perspective so here's the story it, it comes from stephen hawking's his book um uh oh, it's killing me right now uh a brief history in time it's really easy to read. I think it's only like 150 pages. Um, but one of the things he talks about is no one event can be viewed the same from two vantage points. So what he says is there's a guy on a bridge and a train. And the train's going across the bridge and he's holding this ball in his fist. And he opens his fist up and the ball drops, right? And what he views from his vantage point is the ball going straight down. Now there's a guy at the bottom of the bridge, kind of sit back a little bit, and he sees this bridge go across uh, the, the, I'm sorry, he sees a train going across the bridge, sees a ball drop, and he sees the ball go down and then curve. Well, obviously because of the forward motion of the train, the forward motion of the ball, he sees the curve where the other guy sees the ball going straight down. And if you were to put these two guys right next to each other, they would you know, defend their truths to the death. This is exactly what I saw. This is my perspective. But the reality is that it's just two vantage points. It's just two different ways of looking at things. So my, going back to the watercolor thing, as a medium, if that's what you're practicing, and that's what you're using, and that's what you're doing, and that's all you do, that is only one perspective or one vantage point of art, art in general of all the little nuances that go into trying to create, trying to have a perspective on how to um, show your visual literacy, try to show your visual imagery, going in and um, using the tools that are given to you and saying, I, you know, I've been watercoloring for like, you know, 10 years and I'm just, I'm just stuck and I just can't get through this one point. But, you know, the age old thing is like, 
if you keep trudging at it, you're going to be good. You know, we, we kind of get this, you know, old, uh, old ways of, you know, old American ways, you know, like you just keep, you just, you just, you just muscle down, man. You push through. That's, that's how, that's how life works, you know? And, uh, but the reality is, you know, that's, that's not the healthiest way to do it. And, you know, I have found that jumping from medium to medium has helped give me perspective in other uh, mediums that I, I had uh, kind of been frustrated with or, or maybe not even frustrated with, maybe like I kind of revisited them and I was like, wow, now that I, now that I think of it this way, it's, it's way better, you know? Uh, you know, for an example, you know, when I was you know, trying to learn how to do um, more black and gray uh, in my tattooing, um, and I, I understood the principles that there's a tonal scale, right? We, we, we got taught this in school, or maybe you've seen this on the interwebs, black being the ultimate um, darkest, you know, hue of black and gray, not hue, uh, tone of dark and gray, and white being the, the lightest. And then there's a 50% range, that's the, that's the middle square. So if you see these 10 tiles in a row, the far left is black, the far right is white, and there's eight tiles in the middle that do slow gradation jumps of going lighter, 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 lighter. So you go from black all the way to white. All right, so that's that's how you get it. And, and I would I would do these these drawings and these tattoos, and I, and I think for the longest time, I was doing my best to hit at least four um, of the tones. Like, so like I got a 100% black, and maybe like an 80% black, and then maybe like a 40% black and then like a 20% black. And that was, those tones were what was helped defining my image, all right? A lot of times you might see people who have a very flat black and gray piece and maybe they only grab like uh, the 50% and maybe the 20% and there's no real strong black in the image. Or maybe some people do it too dark, it's either black or it's white. But either way, I wanted for my personals, I wanted a full range. And it wasn't until I picked up photography uh, where the histogram on the back of the camera is five jumps. Five. If you look at the the, the 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 if you ever look at your digital camera, it shows a histogram. It's got like this kind of like graph uh, with a with a line. It's it's like spikes like a mountaintop. Well, you can do something where the left is all the way black and the right is all the way white in, in the histogram. But instead of ten jumps, there's only five. And some Photographers call it shooting all the way to the left. That's when you that little mountain range is more in the black area And your pictures are going to be more dark um, Or you can shoot all the way into the right And your pictures will be more bright and you know, you can control that with your camera by uh, Longer exposures or shorter exposures or even like, you know, if you're taking a picture of a polar bear in the white um, You might you know, you're going to notice that you know Everything's going to shoot to the white naturally just because of the subject matter so you might want to try to adjust your camera settings to push it back the other way. Well, I know I'm getting a little techie, but that little idea there of seeing my um, tonal value as a mountain range and taking out um, 10 jumps and only having the five jumps, for some reason, that made sense to me. So then when I went back uh, to doing my black and gray, I was able to kind of like think of it like a photo and what my histogram would look like at the back of the photo. And then I took it a step farther and I would take a picture of what I was working on, my black and gray piece. And then I would look at the histogram on the camera and it would tell me 
oh, you're using uh, too much white. You're using too much, you know, you don't really have the darker values. You don't really have the darker tones in there. And uh, it was, you know, without, without jumping into two mediums, I would have never have had this perspective. I would have never have thought about it this way. Now, on a side note, when it comes to black and white photography, there is... Um, there are these jumps and they're called f-stops. Now we know what f-stops are on, on the back of a lens, you know, but what is an f-stop really is this algorithm. Um, it's, it's kind of basically you take a number, which is um, f, which it applies to the camera, but for, for the algorithm, for, for an f-stop, it's basically double or half. So if I start with a number five and I double it, that's 10, all right? If I start with a number five and I half it, that's 2.5. You know, so you see how this works? So if I'm at 2.5 and I double it, I'm at five, and if I'm at 2.5 and a half it, I'm at 1.25. So the F stop system jumps up systematically. So think about this really quick. At 1.25, if I go up two F stops, follow me here. First F stop up is 1.25 times two, that's 2.5. And if I double that again, I'm at five. So two F stops up from 1.25 is five. Now, hopefully I didn't lose you, but I'm just showing you how dramatic the jump is, right? So in black and white photography, what they talk about is, is that your eye can only see four to maybe five jumps in gray, jumps being an f-stop. So if you start with a really light gray, in order for your eye to really distinct and to be, to see the distinctive next tonal volume, it actually has to double up. So it has to be two times darker, right? And if, it, if you wanna see the next jump, it's gotta be two times darker than that jump, right? So if you follow, follow me here really quick. <clears throat> In the old days, if I take that same idea and I was doing some black and gray, I would say, okay, I'm gonna go from this light gray to the next tonal square on my, on my, my old school chart of 20%, 30%, 40%. I use those numbers, right? So I'm at 20% gray. I wanna go a little darker, so I'll do 30% gray. But guess what, mathematically, 30% gray is not enough of a jump for the eye to distinctively see the difference between 20% and 30% gray. So what was happening this entire time when I was trying to learn how to do black and white was I was making everything kind of flat and mushy. Well, when I came across uh, photography and realized that there was an actual number, an f-stop, a jump. It totally transformed how I thought about black and gray and I stopped thinking about it in this uh, 10 panels of 10% jumps. And I started thinking about it in five jumps, right? So light gray, then even a more of a darker gray, then even a more of a darker gray using the f-stop jump. So that would mean like, say if I was doing a gray wash, Okay, the first cap has uh, two drops of black. The next cap has like five drops of black. The next cap has like 10 drops of black. The next cap has 20 drops of black. And that's only five caps. Now, in the old thinking, I would have only done one drop, then two drops, then three drops, and four drops. And that would have been a measurable number. But it's not enough. And it's only because I was using photography and, um, and uh, my original medium, which is doing the black and gray images, uh, painting them and tattooing them, um, that I was able to see this difference. So to, to wrap this up, what I'm saying is, is that when the gentleman told me, I'm just doing watercolor until I master it, I'm not even gonna start anything else. Start everything. You should be giddy and excited every time you see art materials and say, wow, how does that work and how can I make it work for me, right? 
So mix everything up. If you, if you always do dainty little pictures with tiny little brushes, start grabbing two inch brushes and seeing what'll happen. But don't, don't scale up the canvas with it. You know, can you make an, can you make a, a painting with a two inch brush and an eight by eight inch canvas? You know, try it, see what happens, you know, and, and, and experiment. Um, there's all kinds of mediums out there to be screwing around with. You can go, you know, jump from digital back to traditional painting. You can, you know, play with, like I said, the photography, try uh, pen and ink. One of the things I've been doing lately to help out with my black and gray is I've been taking neutral color paper, meaning the paper's more like a brownish color. It's not bright white or it's not all the way dark. It's just like neutral brown paper uh, in this sketchbook. And I've been going and doing landscape uh, images. And they're really quick because you got to capture the light before it changes. So I'm doing these landscapes in a wash. I got, I got a, a, some ink uh, in a loaded brush, then those pre-loaded brushes you can buy where they have a, a, a vessel or a, what is it called, like a cavity in the brush um, stem or whatever, handle, whatever it's called. Um, and you've seen them at Dick Blick. And I've got one of those that's solid black, all, and I got one that's just water. And I use the two to try to hurry up and create um, a landscape. And so you don't get to do tiny detail because it's so fast. You do fast blotches of black and then a medium and then, you know, kind of jump around and until you can kind of capture the general shapes of this landscape. And maybe if you, if you have time when you're done, you can add some detail, but this has helped me tremendously speed up um, my ability to render images uh, just by drawing in pencil now. Um, Cause I'm thinking in shapes and I'm, I'm not thinking, um, you know, such high detail right away. Uh, so I, if, if you draw, I, I think you'll pick up on laying down anyway. I hope you guys are having a great Monday. The message I want to spit out today is um, get your hands dirty in everything you can find that's art related and it will help out and support all the other uh, art endeavors you have because it's a very circular world. Um, a helps B helps C which turns around and helps A again, you know. Um, so this has been another episode of the Bastards of Art podcast. I am Matt Hodell. You can reach my blog at matthodelltattoo.com. You can reach this podcast at bastardsart.com. And you can find this sound, this on this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. I think there might be another one, but I can't remember right now. Um, if you can do me a favor, go to the iTunes and leave a comment. Um, help us get higher up in the rating so more people can find us. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And um, yeah, man, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs>